Amen. Thank you for that. She made it all the way through without coughing. Amen. Praise the Lord. And uh, now, now she'll be hacking all through the service here at the front. So continue to pray for her. Uh, amen. Uh, back into Hebrews chapter number 10 today. And I will make mention of uh, the fact this is our first Sunday with a new camera uh, there in the back and uh, with uh, Facebook streaming, uh, different than what we had with the uh, uh, the phone that was over here, and so uh, bear with us if you're watching online as we uh, work out all the kinks uh, with the sound and things like that, but people should be able to hear better. Wednesday, we had some feedback that was in there. We replaced a cable, uh, and we'll um, have Brother Kyle back as well to help us uh, and get everything straightened out, and then at one point, uh, you can uh, schedule uh, those things. They'll go on. There'll be a, a banner or some type of a, a lead-in type of a thing for that on Facebook, and, uh, and that's about as fancy as we're going to get with it, uh, and, uh, but uh, we'll eventually add maybe a camera uh, on the side and things, and so thank you for giving towards that. It'll be a good addition, uh, and, uh, but also uh, not a reason for you to stay home uh, and watch it online, and uh, I've been tempted uh, to just um, delete everybody off of the BBC members page uh, and then only add people who are um, usually stuck at home because they're homebound or uh, you know, those types of things, and then add you when you are sick, uh, and, uh, and you got a doctor's note, I don't know, uh, and, uh, uh, but, uh, but we'll, I won't mess with it, it is what it is, uh, but uh, never let it be a crutch uh, to you um, uh, to come to church, because um, online church isn't church, uh, and it's, uh, we are to assemble, uh, and that is our uh, text verse that we'll read here uh, from Hebrews chapter number 10. Uh, in verse number uh, 24, the Bible says, And let us consider uh, one another uh, to provoke unto love and to good works, not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together as the manner of some is, but exhorting one another and so much the more as you see the day uh, approaching. I was thinking about um, you know, the run-up to this. There's a lot of uh, exhortations that God has given us. And, uh, and as I was studying, and I mentioned this in Sunday school, um, when, you, uh, when you read uh, commentators from today, like pastors or uh, some certain people, uh, they excuse away and say that and these verses aren't necessarily teaching uh, to not go to uh, forsaking church. It's, uh, it's talking about something else. But, uh, but the Bible uh, says what it says. Uh, and in its context, it is dealing with the assembling of ourselves together, not the assembly. If you're here today and you're saved, the Bible says that you are seated together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus, all right? Uh, and, uh, but uh, the Bible, when it comes to church, speaks of local churches, and, uh, and so um, never mistake uh, those two, conflate them. Uh, and uh, we are an assembly, uh, an ecclesia, a called-out local uh, assembly of believers. Uh, we don't believe in the universal church, uh, and uh, if you believe in the universal church, uh, then when you've got a problem, call your universal church pastor. Uh, and uh, you don't have one. Uh, and so it's all local church. And we're going to get into that uh, on Sunday nights here coming up, uh, about what the church is, uh, some Baptist distinctives and things like that. Uh, and, uh, and there's a lot of, a lot of reasons uh, or excuses that people give for not going to church. Uh, and, and I don't want to spend a whole lot of time on them because there's really a ton. Uh, but the Bible expressly teaches um, there, are, there are good reasons and biblical reasons why you should go to church. Um, I like, like when my kids were growing up, 
Uh, if I was to say to them when they were, you know, little, um, go clean your room, and they would, they would say, well, why? Um, and I would say, because I said, <laughs> right? Uh, you know, and I wouldn't give them the reason why. The reason why is irrelevant. Um, you're just supposed to obey uh, your parents and the Lord, uh, and, uh, and there's long life that's promised to you if you do that uh, in Scripture. But uh, as they got a little older, uh, I would, uh, they would say, well, why? And, uh, and I would say, because uh, it's important to be clean. If you want somebody to marry you, uh, you know, or whatever, um, those things are important. It builds character. And I would give them some, some reasons why. Uh, the Bible is filled with reasons why um, you should go to church. Um, God loved it. Uh, he gave His Son for it. Uh, he ordained it. Uh, and, uh, and it's His, uh, His we are his messenger. He's commissioned the local church. There are many reasons why. But I wouldn't or shouldn't need to preach and teach all the reasons why uh, when God just expressly says to go and to do that. He says, don't forsake the assembling of yourselves together. Now we're going to kind of do a sword drill here in a second, uh, looking at a couple of, of, of passages of Scripture. Uh, but... Um, uh, when we get to the ones in the book of Acts, uh, we see that they were, in, they were worshiping God uh, in the temple and in houses daily. Um, there is no scriptural, biblical, um, I guess, proof text uh, that says we should have or we need to have church uh, for a midweek service. The midweek service, Bible study and prayer meeting, is something that we do as independent Baptists uh, that they've done historically, um, in part. Uh, there are a lot of reasons why we did that. One of the big ones is uh, you get halfway through the week uh, and you're struggling with life and uh, your workplace. Uh, we need to get together, study the Word of God, pray, fellowship with one another. And there are reasons that the church, um, independent Baptist churches or churches like this would assemble on a Wednesday night. Uh, if you were to say to me, the Bible doesn't say uh, that we have to have church on a Wednesday night. That would be true. It doesn't say that. But what it does say is that they met daily. Uh, so there's a part of me that thinks we're getting off pretty easy uh, by having Sunday morning, Sunday night, and Wednesday night, or some churches have Thursdays, Tuesdays, those types of things. Uh, but they were daily and from house to house. If you were to go to um, uh, many mission fields, missionaries that we have, there's something going on every day. Uh, they've got churches here and in this city and that city, and, and, and they're, they're, in church, um, they're in church all the time. Uh, and uh, so having said that, uh, under grace in the New Testament, um, as a local church, God doesn't deal with us the same way as He does with people in the Old Testament. Uh, but under grace, I think we need to do, we need to do more. We're not required uh, to do some things that were required under the law, uh, but under grace... Um, God has just done so much for us. Uh, he doesn't, we're not just covered uh, with our sins, we're forgiven. Uh, and so he says to not forsake the assembling of ourselves together, as the manner of some is. Um, when your church assembles, uh, there are all kinds of promises that are attached to that. Uh, one of them is where two or three are gathered, there I am in the midst of them. Uh, so God promises his presence uh, in, the, in the local church, when we're gathered together to worship Him, that is different than the presence of God in, in His omnipresence uh, that is there. There's a special, a special um, presence that God gives in the local church. 
We'll talk about those things uh, in upcoming times, uh, perhaps even uh, tonight. So uh, if you don't get anything, uh, just understand there are many reasons why, uh, and they'll be discussed, but the biggest one is that we just need to obey the Lord. Uh, And when we assemble as a local church, um, there's a lot of good things that come from that. And I'm going to make one application uh, at the end here, so I'm going to make sure I leave a lot of time for that. Uh, But um, God, as He's dealing with these Hebrew Christians, remember, uh, they were persecuted. There were people that were planning to to fall away uh, because of the persecution, the difficulties that were going on. And the writer, uh, I believe Paul, is, is expressly trying to teach them, uh, here's what God has done, and you need to stand fast. You need to hold fast your profession. Uh, you need to draw near to God. Now is not a time for you to, uh, to run away, because uh, uh, that's what apostates do. Uh, in a nutshell, theologically, there's language in, in this book uh, that if you're not careful, you think it's talking about losing your salvation. It isn't. It's, it's teaching that people who aren't saved, people who aren't truly born again, uh, will become apostate. Um, and uh, so when you read, and I mentioned this on Wednesday, again, why it's also important uh, to be uh, in the church assembly because you just, you just, you just miss parts of it. Um, you ever, you ever uh, watch a program and, uh, and, you've, and you've missed a couple episodes? Uh, and uh, it, always, it always bugs you. The same thing would apply. Uh, you can come into something and you'll have missed the run-up to that. And some of that happens on Wednesday night uh, in our Bible study, uh, in our prayer time. So they uh, were ready to depart uh, and, uh, and to leave. And Paul is saying, uh, don't do it, and here's why. And you've got to hold fast to your faith. And in chapter 11, uh, he gives them many, many examples uh, and a very practical side uh, to all of that. But, uh, but what he is telling them in verses 24 and 25 is, is the prescription, if you will, uh, to help to prevent apostasy. Uh, it is the prescription that God gives uh, to help promote um, fidelity uh, in the local church, uh, to where uh, faithfulness uh, and uh, in truthfulness, uh, but then also uh, it's, the, it's the key to perseverance because that's what he's telling them. He's saying, you need to keep going. Elsewhere, Paul would say, you need to endure hardness as a good soldier. Uh, you need to finish your course. You need to run your race. Uh, he's bringing you to an expected end. We want to we stand before him and him say, well done, uh, thou good and faithful uh, servant. Uh, and that is our goal, uh, to run as though we have not obtained, uh, as Paul would state. Uh, so it is the key, these verses, and I'm going to explain it in an illustration uh, as we get to the end. Uh, but I want to look at a couple of things. If you turn to Matthew chapter number 18, and, uh, and bear with me, I didn't type out all these verses, but we will uh, jump to a few of them uh, here this morning. Um, gathering together as a church... Um, as you're making your way there, Paul is basically saying, this is what, how we exemplify uh, love. This is how we, we consider one another. We come together uh, as, a local, as a local body uh, and, uh, and, and gather for worship. Uh, we gather for fellowship. Uh, and, it's, uh, and it's really an act of, or it's a, a proving of our love for one another. 
God lays a huge premium on our love for each other. Uh, people will know we love God by our love for each other. So if we, if we don't want to go to church, um, that doesn't make any sense. Uh, just like if you don't want to go home, the illustration I've used, you don't got to go to church to be a Christian. You don't have to go home to be married either. But if, but if you don't want to be around your spouse and you don't go home, the people that you're around, they're going to think that something's wrong. Because if you loved your spouse, you'd go home to your spouse. Uh, if you, if you, you say, oh, if, I love, if I love God, doesn't mean i got to go to church. You can love God and not go to church. Uh, that is true. But you prove your love and you obey God. God says, why call me Lord, Lord, and not do the things I say? So we are to obey His commandments. Um, he gives a lot of reasons. He gives us the like, why, and He gives us the reasons. Uh, he doesn't just say, because I said so. But, if, but if, he, if, that, if all we had was the command to not forsake the assembling, that would be enough. All right? So when a local church body that He fitly joins us in, um, we think we picked it. You think you looked around the area and look at this church and that church and what program they had, this or that. But if you're a praying person, you're walking with God, God placed you in a local church. He laid it upon your heart uh, to, uh, to be here. Uh, it's not a consumer-based or consumer-driven thing. Uh, God will help us and uh, allow for us to, to use reasoning and all these things in that process. Uh, but you can't say you made the decision and God made the decision both. Uh, it's God led you, God directed you, and he placed you in the, the local church. Uh, if you're here, say amen. Uh, so um, it's, it's a process. It's a spiritual process, which, by the way, if, God, if, it's, if you prayerfully enter into that, you should prayerfully, uh, if, it's on the, if you're on the way out, uh, it should be done prayerfully and biblically in things as well. All right? Uh, and it is a, a special uh, place that God has ordained, uh, and, and He is in the, the middle of it all uh, and has within the local church everything that the local church needs for it to function. Uh, and uh, in fact, when people leave, uh, the Bible says, your bishopric will another take. So, so uh, if, somebody, if somebody says, well, uh, you know, pastor, I'm leaving, and, and when I leave, uh, I'm going to leave a big hole uh, I've got news for you. God will fill it. If I left here, God would fill this pulpit. All right? So there's, there's nobody in this church um, uh, that uh, uh, is, you know, is not expendable, including myself. Um, God, God placed me here. He placed you here. Uh, I have a function for you. You have a function to me, to each other. Uh, it's a communal thing, and that's why God expressly teaches us that we should be uh, in the house of God. Verse number 20 of chapter number 18 uh, in the book of Matthew uh, says this, For where two or three are gathered together in my name, uh, there, I, uh, there am I uh, in the midst of them. Uh, being in a gathering, an assembly together in the name of Jesus Christ invites the presence of God. Um, by the way, you should go to church with a spirit of expectation. God has laid upon us a spirit of expectation for, um, for two millennia. Um, the Lord could come back uh, at any moment. 
Uh, and, and we should be expecting that. We should be anticipating that. We should, we should have a spirit uh, and wondering if it's going to be today. You, by the way, you should be more excited about that than, uh, than things like the Super Bowl. Um, you know, the spirit of expectancy uh, for the Lord coming back should be front of mind for us uh, as Christians. Uh, let's turn over um, back to Hebrews chapter number 13. Uh, and uh, in a couple of verses, it might seem self-serving uh, in a way for me to mention these verses, but uh, gathering together in the name of Jesus Christ invites His presence, but also encourages, uh, and encourages pastors and encourages teachers. Uh, and uh, verse number seven, remember them which have uh, the rule over you, who have spoken unto you the word of God, whose faith follow, considering uh, the end of their conversation. Um, when we think of consideration for one another, um, in fact, I, people were, some people were practicing that in between the surface and talking to people and asking how they're doing. And that's exactly what, uh, what I want done uh, based on our text and things from this last week. Uh, but one of the things you consider uh, in me is the end of my conversation. Uh, all of this church, this is, this is, if we look at our works, this is, uh, it's the work of the Lord. Please don't misunderstand me. But when I give account for my works, part of my works is, uh, is, is overseeing a flock that God has given me. Uh, and so, in, you know, considering me um, in this scenario uh, is considering the end of my conversation is that you, when you are here, it encourages. When you follow me as I follow Christ, it encourages me and it lifts me up. It edifies me and, it's, and it, goes, uh, it goes both ways. It's not just my job to encourage you. Um, uh, you, need to, you need to encourage me as well and encourage one another, exhorting uh, one another in the so much the more. Uh, the next uh, page over in same, uh, same uh, well, in my Bible, it's the next page over, verse number 17. Uh, it says, Obey them which have the rule over you and submit yourselves, for they watch for your souls, as they must give account, that they may do it with joy uh, and not with grief, uh, for that is unprofitable for you. Uh, I think when we read those verses, we see the whole beginning part, like, you know, got to you know, obey them, which have rule and all whatever. And then we forget the end part where it says that it's profitable. Um, it's, it's, there's something in it, um, in our, our obedience to God, but in also uh, in obedience to those uh, in authority and in, in leaders and stuff. So that's part of, of God's purview uh, of the local church where there's a shepherd and there's, uh, there's sheep and there's, um, there's meals uh, feeding the flock of God. Uh, I've, I've put, uh, I put stuff into these messages uh, that I think you need and that I need uh, and, uh, and feed the flock of God. That's part of what the church uh, is. Uh, turn to Colossians chapter number three real quick. Colossians chapter number three. Hopefully I can hear more pages. Colossians chapter number three. And um, I, I, when you bring your Bible to church, and by the way, I think that's a, a good practice. Bring a Bible to church uh, and uh, not use your devices uh, and stuff for all of that. Uh, and, uh, but to have a Bible in front of you and mark it, mark it up uh, when we're going through. Verse number 16, the Bible says, Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly in all wisdom teaching and admonishing one another in psalms and hymns, in spiritual songs, singing with grace in your hearts to the Lord. Um, not only do we sing scriptural songs when we're together in corporate worship, but when we sing them, when you sing them, you're ministering to the person next to you. Uh, you are, you're strengthening your brothers and sisters in Christ by your attendance, by your participation in worship. In corporate worship, it's different. 
um, um, when you sing in corporate uh, singing, it's different than singing by yourself. Um, That's why when we try to encourage you to sing out and to sing like you mean it, um, it's, it's not just, you know, to make it, you know, exciting. I mean, that's great too. Um, but there's a purpose behind all of that. Um, it, it also, um, for people who, um, who can't sing, uh, it's, it's, it's great for them to be able to sing out uh, and have confidence in doing so in praising and worshiping God. And by the way, if they're, if they're singing out of tune to God, uh, and you're singing like, you know, a canary or whatever. Uh, I know that's like a jail, isn't it? Um, you're singing like a songbird uh, and uh, on tune, but your heart's not right. God likes their singing better than your singing. All right. Um, it's for him. It's, it's worship. Uh, and, and again, every week I'll hear people say, well, you know, uh, we come to the church there, but we just, uh, we just don't like, you know, we just don't like the worship. Um, and, uh, and I'm like, well, it isn't for you. So, I mean, I, I, don't even know what to, I don't even know what to say to people anymore except that. Um, we don't, it's, not, it's not for your entertainment. Um, it's for God. Uh, and uh, in a lot of those churches where you like the worship, God don't like it. And since it's for Him, um, I think that should be uh, the litmus test uh, that we, we try to hit. Um, in Acts chapter number 2, and we, we won't go there because uh, for sake of time, but in verses 41 through 42, it talks about adding to the church daily uh, and tells them to continue to be in steadfast in the apostles' doctrine, in the, in the breaking of bread, fellowship, um, uh, prayers, uh, all of that. Uh, there is a communal uh, aspect of the local church uh, that, that we do not um, tap into enough. Um, one, of the, one of the greatest draws uh, that for me as a young person, uh, when I first got, before I got saved, um, before I got saved, I looked at Twin Ports Baptist Church, the church where I got saved at. Um, I, was, I loved it. People loved each other. Um, they hung out with each other. Uh, every every Sunday night we had basketball and volleyball after church. We would stay till like you know ten, eleven, twelve o'clock. Um, um, we didn't want to get out of church. Uh, it was you know people people hung out with each other uh, in their homes. Um, it, that was something that was very attractive to me, uh, and it's part of being uh, a church family, uh, which uh, which again, if you don't want to be around your family, then something's wrong. So, so the fellowship side of it, the breaking of breads daily from house to house, those are all benefits uh, and reasons why uh, it's important for us uh, to be uh, in a local church. Um, as David says, he longed for it. Uh, we find um, uh, that uh, it was important to him to be in the house of God, which God describes the local church as the pillar and ground of truth. Now, I said I wanted to give an illustration, um, and I want to illustrate it, uh, it this way. Uh, as I mentioned, um, these verses, all of them, uh, back in Hebrews chapter 10, if you're there, draw near to God, holding fast profession, considering one another, forsaking not the assembling. Uh, it's part of the prescription that God gives us for preventing falling away, uh, and, uh, and it promotes faithfulness and perse- uh, perseverance 
in the local church. I need the local church. You need the local church. Uh, And let me explain um, a reason why. Um, Yesterday, uh, I got a call, and I call a message from somebody who is looking for um, a Christian counselor, which, which I, don't, I don't have anybody that I can refer to, like a, a legit you know, therapist or whatever. Um, um, I wish I did. I just don't know any. So if, if somebody knows a good Christian therapist or whatever, um, and you know, give me their number, because I, I don't know anybody uh, to do that. Um, but they're asking us, so they need help with somebody, and uh, is there uh, a place they could go? And I didn't have a, didn't have a referral. It just got me thinking about difficult things, and you know, one of the um, one of the difficult situations uh, that people struggle with in life is addiction. We had a, a Reformers Unanimous program here um, a while ago. We still use the material, but we had a meeting on uh, Thursday Thursday nights instead of Fridays, and that went for a while, and it, it fizzled out. Um, you know, to be honest, one of the reasons it fizzled out. Uh, two of them. One's we just having a hard time finding people to facilitate it, and I just couldn't do it um, myself. Uh, but then the other side of that was, um, you know, we're trying to reach a demographic of people that are entirely um, inconsistent. So, so people were having a difficult time getting there. Um, but then I thought about, <clears throat> so I was thinking about meetings, um, and I had been, um, I like motorcycles, and uh, and I was watching. Uh, a motorcycle vlog uh, video, uh, and uh, these guys that do all these long rides and stuff, and and I noticed that on their long ride, doesn't matter where they are, um, they would they would go find AA meetings. So like, hey, you know, they're like, oh, they just got done, they're checking out their hotel or whatever. Like, we're gonna go uh, in town. I'm gonna have it. We're gonna go to an AA meeting, and uh, and so um, both of the people on that vlog were recovering uh, alcoholics. And hadn't had, you know, a drink in a long time. And, and part of the reason that they give for um, riding motorcycles uh, is that's what they do instead of, um, that's what they do to relieve stress and stuff like that. And, I, and I, my bike's been in the shop for uh, six months, and so I'm about ready to kill people. Uh, and uh, so hopefully that, that gets out pretty soon because uh, it, it's, it's air and wind therapy for me as well. So I can relate to that. But I've always, here's, what I, here's how I looked at for a long time, um, meetings, whether it's AA or 12-step programs, here's how I look at it. I say, you know, you, you leave, it's like you leave an addiction, and then they addict you to the meetings. So I thought, so for the longest time, I'm like, well, you know, um, like I got to go to a meeting. I got to go to a meeting. Uh, and, um, and for all the reasons, and if you're familiar with that program, and I am, and, uh, and um, it's, it's important they go, and there's, there's reasons. Uh, and, uh, and so uh, this morning, I wasn't planning on using this as the illustration, uh, but, I, but I typed in uh, into the Google, uh, I said, um, five, uh, what, are, you know, what are the um, most important reasons to attend an AA meeting? And, um, and they gave me the top five. And I'm going to read them to you, uh, and, uh, and they're the exact five reasons why you should go to church. All right? So you can go look them up yourself and uh, if you type it into there uh, and do that. So um, here's the top, one of the top five reasons why people should go. And again, if you're getting ahead of me, 
Um, church is more important than AA meetings. Someone's dedication and reason to go to church uh, are greater than going to an AA meeting. All right? And again, with, with all of that, um, you know, they talk about higher powers and different things. There's a lot of uh, scriptural things that go with it. But, here's, but it's, it's, I just thought it was uncanny. Um, here's a reason why you should, you should always go to your AA meetings. You would never want a newcomer to show up to an empty room. And for that, you are responsible. So they said, it's important for you to go to your 12-step program because somebody might show up to that program and not be encouraged because the room is empty. And that is a reason uh, why it's important for you to go to your local church. Because somebody is going to show up and not come back because they don't want to be in a row by themselves or uh, in an empty church. It's uncomfortable when you go into some place and, and there aren't people there. People are encouraged by, uh, by presence. And, uh, and so um, somebody, who's, somebody who goes to an AA meeting is there, they're searching, they've got a struggle, they're there uh, for a specific reason. Uh, and uh, wouldn't you know it that a lot of people that show up to church show up for the same reasons? Now, they might not know that the answer is Jesus, and it could be that they're looking for a church and, 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 and all that too. Uh, but a lot of people go to church because they, they need God to fix their marriage. They need God to fix their addiction. They need, they need God you know, to heal them or somebody in their life. There's a reason that they're going to church uh, that's kind of hardwired into us. We think if we do good, then God will bless us. And so they show up, and what they need is to not show up to an empty room. Here's the, here's the second reason that they gave. Alcoholism or addiction is a disease of loneliness and isolation. Meetings overcome loneliness and isolation. So when we read the scriptures that talk about all the fellowship and all the need and how we prefer one another and how we consider one another, uh, and uh, you're, you were not, God did not design you. He designed us for fellowship. Uh, and, uh, and then uh, in all the ways, whether it in, you know, it's good for man not to be alone, so he made a wife. Um, we are made for fellowship. Uh, and in the confines of the local church, you were, not, you were not saved and meant to do your Christian life in isolation. Um, you need the local church because that isolation uh, or that loneliness that comes um, that affects you spiritually and, and when left to yourself, you just you spiral out of control. Uh, and, uh, and so, uh, again, uh, it's a disease of loneliness and isolation. Meetings overcome loneliness and isolation. Here's the third reason they said. Top five. For many, God or a higher power is most visible and tangible at meetings. So, so the presence of God uh, is more tangible. Why? Um, because they're, they're, doing, they're, they're invoking the name of God. They're, uh, again, in, in those types of programs, it's higher power because it could, you know, um, of all the political correctness and all that kind of stuff uh, at church. It's Jehovah God, uh, you know, it's, it's our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Uh, and, uh, and so it's in church where the presence of God, uh, the power of God is most visible and tangible to the Christian. You go through your work week and you're dealing with all the carnality and the worldliness and the frustrations and life and bills and on and on and this problem, that problem, whatever. Uh, when you, church is designed 
in, in one way with God. Say, when you gather, I will be there. The Holy Spirit of God uh, in His presence. The Word of God uh, being preached. And the people of God mutually considering together uh, and being here, it's where, uh, it's where uh, you feel the power of God. Most of you, if you've been saved for any length of time, can give a testimony of some church service that you're in. Some revival meeting somewhere, some camp meeting somewhere, some youth camp where you're at, uh, where the power of God swooped in uh, and the presence of God was sweeter uh, and more tangible than you ever felt, and that happened in an assembly. Uh, and, and not, you know, I mean, can you get a hold of God in the, you know, the back 40 uh, of, of, of your property? Absolutely, you can. But a reason uh, that uh, alcoholics go to meetings uh, or uh, addicts go to meetings is because God, or they say this is important because God or their higher power is more tangible at the, at, in those meetings. Here's the fourth reason they gave. Meetings um, provide the opportunity for connect, connections of depth and weight. Meetings provide the opportunity um, for connections of depth and weight. That's what we've been talking about. It's the consideration. Uh, it's, it's, not, it's not skimming. Uh, it is, it is uh, if you go to an AA meeting, hi, uh, my name is Bob, and I'm an alcoholic. Uh, and then you, then you tell your story. Uh, and everybody listens to your story. Um, they can relate to your story, um, some more so than others. Um, somebody, there's, there's sponsors, and there's a lot of nuts and bolts to all of that. Uh, but, it's, but, it's, but it isn't like, you can't, you can't go to those meetings, just sit there um, and, and, not, and not dive into why you're there and, and to support other people. And they'll say, people need to know your story uh, because that's going to help them. And the analogies are, I mean, there's so many uh, uh, parallels uh, that I would just, I'd go all the way through the afternoon. So the top reasons so far, uh, you never want a newcomer to show up to an empty room. For that, you are responsible. Addiction is a disease of loneliness and isolations. Meetings overcome that. Uh, for many, God or a higher power is most visible and tangible at meetings. Meetings provide the opportunity for connections of depth uh, and weight. And then here's the, here's the big one. It's important for somebody to go uh, to their AA meetings uh, because meetings are instrumental in helping keep one sober and preventing relapse. Those are the top five reasons. The local church in the assembling of ourselves together is the, is the prescription that God gives to help us from going apostate to help us from to help us be faithful and to persevere, and it's like it's like I need this meeting to help me keep going. Uh, I need to be in church because if I'm not in church, uh, the temptations and the difficulties they overwhelm, and I've got, I've got to come and I've got to be there. And God says, do, "Do not forsake the assembling of yourselves together." That's His prescription. But somehow, some way. Christians who've been saved from sin, who've lived in the hog slop of this life, uh, and on and on and on, they've been saved uh, and discipled, and somehow uh, they just kind of figure, uh, I just don't need the meeting. You know, and, and you know, if I'm, if I'm around people, 
uh, and they're struggling. Like, again, I, I'll help people uh, of all, all kinds in stuff with addictions and things and, uh, and are you, whatever. Uh, and I've had people say, you know, I'm just talking to them. And it's like, man, I just need a meeting. I need a meeting. I got to go find it. Can you help me find a meeting? Uh, people call the church, you know, uh, do you have AA meetings? I need to find a meeting. And what did God, as Christians, we'd have that same spirit about church. It's like, you know, I'm kind of feeling discouraged today. I need, I need a meeting. Um, I, need, I need to go to church. I need to be around uh, other Christians. Uh, I need the accountability uh, that comes from that. I need, the, I need iron, sharp, sharpening iron. I need uh, uh, the, uh, the wounds of a friend. Uh, I, need, I need someone to consider me. I need to talk to somebody, uh, and, uh, and I, I just need a meeting. Church uh, is what's going to help you and what's going to help me, uh, what's going to help prevent uh, the spiritual decay and the apostasy and the falling away. That's his prescription. And, and so my challenge today is simply with this illustration, and I'll get more into uh, the whys and, and things uh, tonight, uh, is that um, uh, you, you have to decide that church is important to you. Um, and, you know, the church doors are always open in the sense of, you know, you can come. And I've had people say, can I come and just pray in the auditorium or whatever? There's, uh, we try to facilitate all of that. Uh, but our church assembles Sunday, assembles Wednesday. We have special meetings at times, and uh, or we'll host a fellowship meeting. Uh, and, uh, and it's just kind of like, you should almost have the spirit. It's like, I need a meeting. It's Tuesday and I need a meeting. And there isn't one for me to go to. And I just need it so much. That should be your spirit. Not like, oh, Super Bowl Sunday. And I got to go to church on Sunday night and miss it. Oh, it's revival. Uh, in, in, in whatever. It's just like, no. And, and by the way, uh, when we consider one another, uh, it should be, you should be going, you know what? Hey, you know what you need? You need a meeting. That's what you need. You need a meeting. An assembly. You need to be in church. Because if you were in church and around other Christians and not around the world, uh, and uh, people say, no, if you're an alcoholic, you don't go sit with your friends at the bar. You go to a meeting. Uh, that's what you do. Uh, and the same, the same principles apply. And there, I don't think there's a person in this room um, that would talk to or has somebody in your life um, who has been involved in a 12-step program who would discourage them from attending a meeting. You'd always say, no, that's good. Go to as many as you can. Because that's what's going to strengthen and help in them. Um, same thing applies to us as Christians. So it's not just a verse, uh, it's just not something that pastors use to browbeat people into coming to church. It, it, church is vital. Church is what keeps you going. Uh, the, the whole point of Hebrews is telling these Christians that if you're saved and you, and you love God, uh, you go to the assembly and, you, and you, don't, you draw near to God and you don't forsake Him, you don't get out, uh, and you just got to keep coming. And so much the more as you see the day approaching. Uh, and, uh, and when you don't do that, it's a, it's a, a willful uh, sinning uh, and, uh, and, it's, it's, and it invites judgment uh, in your life. Uh, and I, I guarantee you I, can give you, I can give you example after example, hundreds, maybe even thousands of examples. 
of Christians that I've known personally who forsook the assembling. They stopped going to their meetings and it, and, it, and it all fell apart. Just right back into the same life, right back into the same everything, uh, and, uh, and it's a terrible thing. So, so don't ever say, I don't, I don't, need, I don't need a church because you, uh, you are a sinner who is, whose heart is desperately wicked uh, and, uh, and you need the Bible and God and the house of God in order to persevere. That's just the flat out truth of the Bible. So it's like, I just need more. Pastor, I'm just, I'm just struggling. I'm like, why weren't you at the meeting? We talked about that at the meeting, our assembly. Um, and I hope you understand my heart. And, and it might be a, 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 a different kind of way to illustrate that. Um, but when I, when I see people who just long for that or they go out of their way, they're on vacation. There's people who are on vacation and they go to AA meetings. There are people, Christians on vacations and don't go to church. Um, our need is just as desperate in many ways. And so don't forsake the assembly. Um, m- make a commitment to be better. Uh, and, uh, and I just don't, if, I know we all struggle with different things, um, but more church is not going to hurt you. It absolutely will not. Uh, and, uh, and as part of a church body, uh, when your family, when everybody assembles and all the, again, uh, it, all God's got to say is, because I said so. But there's so much more to that, uh, and, uh, uh, which is great. Um, but shouldn't we have more of a spirit of a desire to be in the house of God than somebody would be in a room somewhere in a basement of some church or coffee shop or, or whatever, and um, it's just like, and that might be a way, hey, you need, you need more church, you need more meetings, it'll help you, strengthen you, encourage you, can pray for you, people can ask you how you're doing, you can bear burdens, but you don't, if you don't go to the meetings, you just can't get the help, and so I hope, I think, I hope you understand where I'm coming at with that today, let's all stand with our heads bowed and our eyes closed, and